lot. And I can't help but go back to Isaiah 43, verse 2, a verse that's so powerful to me. When thou passest through the waters, this is God talking to you. When, when thou passest through the waters, I'll be with thee. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow thee. When thou walkest through the fire, thou shalt not be burned. Neither shall the flame kindle upon thee. That's the word of God to you. That when you walk through the fire, I'm going to be there. When you walk through the flood, I'm going to be there. When you walk through the waters, I'm going to be there. It will not overflow you. It will not scorch you. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Good morning. Thank you so much for tuning in once again to the Church Board Confessions Podcast. I'm your host, Emmanuel Hecke. I hope you guys have had an amazing week so far, I guess, you know, even though it's Monday morning. Let me tell you this. I started this recording before, and there was, like, some type of malfunction. So the devil is truly a liar. Maybe he's trying to trip on, like, not trying to get me to do this message, but I'm recording for the second time. So let, let that be known. And maybe that's better. You know, maybe now that I got the message more memorized in my head, you guys get some new stuff. I don't know. But we're going to go right into it. I hope you guys had a great week. I will say my my last week was challenging. Um, but like I was talking about in the last episode, my prayer life has also been um, quite very good in a very good shape. And it's helped me. It's definitely helped me. Um... But yeah, like, no, I, I really want to encourage you guys today. This episode is kind of good. It's going to kind of go off. Um, I think this episode was like two, three weeks ago. Um, the Afraid and the Aggressor. It relates to that. It relates to that episode. I wanted to cover the story of Caleb. Um, you know, I, I, I don't really talk. I have. I think I've talked about Caleb once before. Um, I've talked about Caleb once before. I, I think, yeah. I mean, you know, I talk about David like every other week. And then I talk about like or like abraham or or jeremiah maybe but yeah no i want to talk about caleb today someone that we don't, don't normally cover but caleb is a very important character very important person i don't want to say character um i'm gonna read this verse um it's from number chapter 14 verse 24 um and then i'm gonna like you know i'm gonna come back to it but i'm gonna read this verse and this is gonna be a reason why we're talking about caleb this is the reason this is god talking but my servant caleb because he had another spirit with him and hath followed me fully, him will I bring into the land where into we went and where into he went and his seed shall possess it. Amen. That's what God said to Caleb, that Caleb is going to go into the promised land because he had a different spirit. And then we're going to unpack that because you may not know exactly what I'm talking about because it's kind of out of context. So let me give you the context around that. Um, starting from verse num- uh, number chapter 13, verse 26 to number chapter 14, verse 24. I'm not going to read a whole chapter on the podcast, so forgive me. But um, in that passage, you see the children of Israel. They've escaped Egypt. They've been saved from Egypt. God saved them. They passed the Red Sea. They've, they've you know, seen all these miracles that God has done, and they have finally gotten to the promised land. They finally are at the border of the promised land. So what happens? Moses, being their leader, says, you know what? I'm going to send 12 spies, and they're going to go into the promised land, and they're going to give us a report of the land. Are there people there? What's the fruit like? All of that stuff. So Caleb and another guy named Joshua, very important, but I'm not going to talk about Joshua today. I'm talking about Caleb. Caleb, Joshua, and 10 other spies went and they came back with reports. Notice I said reports because, you know, it should have been a consensus on the report, but there wasn't a consensus consensus on it. 
Um, Caleb and Joshua said, you know what? This land is great. This is the fruit that we got from it. There are people living there, but surely we can overcome them and all that. Great positive report. It was cool. But then the rest of the spies had something different to say. Their report was that there are giants living there. And we're like grasshoppers compared to them. And so much so, you know what? The land actually isn't that good. If we're being honest, land isn't that good. It's really not that cool, whatever. Like, that's just what it is. As you can see from the good report and the bad report, it seems like the good report was a little more truthful, whereas what was more truthful, whereas the bad report looked like it was definitely manipulated by fear of the people that were living there, the giants that they said, and they said that they're grasshoppers in front of them. So what happened with these reports? Unfortunately, the rest of the children of Israel that were there believe the bad report they took the bad report um and they started to curse god and they said why would god bring us this far to die here he should have just let us die in the world did he just bring us here to die in the wilderness or should we just we should have just been slaves in egypt still in fact let's try to hire a captain to take us back to egypt safely this is what the children of israel were saying and mind you the god god has said i'm taking you to the promised land they get there they see this huge obstacle giants that they're grasshoppers to and they decide that they want to turn back. In verse 22, I'm just going to say like this. The people who were complaining and murmuring and cursing God. If you want to read this whole passage yourself, I, I encourage you guys to read this whole passage yourself. Long story short, the people who were cursing God were not allowed to enter the promised land. God said, you guys are not going to go in. And the people who will go in is Joshua. And in verse 24, as we read earlier, Caleb. Because Caleb had a different spirit. You know, I'm going to backtrack real quick. It's funny to me because when you read that passage, you recognize that the children, you know, the spies that um, had the bad report. They said that the people that are living there are terrible. And then they cursed the land. They said the land sucks. And I just think it's really funny because when you look at our lifestyle, when you look at our lifestyle, different things that we've encountered in life. You can see how fear does play a big role in how we perceive the promises, because for them, it was, you know, the 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 obstacle so big, the challenge so big that ah, the prize is not even worth it anymore. How many of that? How, how much of you does that resonate with or how many of you listening does that resonate with that that challenge looks so big that it starts to manipulate your perception of God's promise in your life of the prize of the goal of the destination they started to believe that it wasn't worth it even though God said that this is a promised land flowing with milk and honey it was only Caleb and Joshua who were able to see that at the time and because they had a different spirit because Caleb had a different spirit he was the one that got to go in so what is this spirit what is the spirit that we're talking about? This spirit that apparently defies fear. This spirit that wants to move forward. That's this spirit that believes God. What is this spirit? Because it's very important, right? I think it's very important that we identify what this spirit is. And we try our best to have this spirit. Because apparently, this spirit was the deciding factor of who entered the promised land and who did not. Could it be? That the deciding factor in your life of whether you obtain God's promise or you don't is the spirit that you have. 
Because could it be that God has brought you to a place where you've become where you've come face to face with the challenge? And in the time that he needs you to trust him, you are actually just complaining and murmuring and even cursing him. Could it be? This spirit is essential. Um, This spirit, you know, I I will say this because. I, I don't want you guys to get from this episode where it's like, dang, like, you know, they they were scared. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, so like, should I just never feel fear and all that different stuff? The word of God says we do not have the spirit of fear, but we have the spirit of power, love and sound mind. Right. That's the things that come from the spirit, not fear. Fear is not from God. But I will say that people commonly get attacked by fear. I get attacked by fear. You get attacked by fear and all that different stuff. There's a difference between being attacked by fear and being bound by fear. The children of Israel right here were being bound by fear. And the Bible says that you do not have to fall back into the bondage of fear because we can cry out, Abba, Father. I forgot that verse, but I talked about it last episode. We can call out, Abba, Father, our trust in the Father, our our ability to communicate with the Father dismantles any use any reason that we might have to be afraid so before i even continue i want to give you some uh, a practical tip that i use to combat fear to combat i mean it could be fear it could be anxiety it could be doubt whatever it might be what i do i'm I'm gonna open I, i don't really give i feel like i don't give enough practical tips so i'm gonna give you guys a practical tip Here's a practical tip that I do. Every morning I read my Bible. Every night that I read my Bible, I meditate um, on the word of God. I literally will sit down and I'll think about everything that's going wrong in my life, everything that I'm upset about, everything that I'm stressed about, whatever it might be. It must be handled. It must be addressed before I do anything else in a day. And what I do is I write things down. I wake up and a lot of times it's anxiety that wakes us up. You need to do this. You need to do that. What about this? What about this? What about that? What's going to happen here? What's going to happen here? And what I do is I write it all down and I write a dialogue. I write a script. I listen to what the devil's saying and I write down devil says this and I write it all down. All the statements in my head that's causing the fear that's causing everything. All of it. I write it all down. And then the rest of my devotion is dedicated to making sure that I find responses in the word of God for the devil. I need verses. I need the Holy Spirit communicating with me. And I must come up with a response for Satan. It must happen. You know, because one thing that I realize is I don't think the way to combat fear is by ignoring it. This is not a message for you to when you feel fear to don't even don't even worry about. No, no, no. I want us to acknowledge fear. You have to acknowledge the things that you're going to fight. It's a battle. You will be discouraged in this lifetime. You will be discouraged in 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 your in your path. And you have to recognize why am I feeling discouraged? Why am I feeling fearful? What are these things that are making me feel anxious and doubtful? Acknowledge them and then we can combat them. You know, sometimes we we even are more anxious because everything, all of the ideas, all of the fear are jumbled up in our heads. But when we're able to write them down, that's when we can clearly see them and interpret what what each line is saying. I know for me, when I admit that I'm scared about something or when I admit um, that I'm anxious about something and I write things down, like it really just even that part right there lifts lifts like a weight off my shoulders. And then I see it. And I know that a lot of what's, what I wrote down is contradictory to what the word of God says. 
So there's a practical tip from me to you. I hope I hope I hope that you guys really take that seriously. But let's get back into this. The different spirit that Caleb had. Um, I'm gonna read Numbers chapter 14, verse 8 to 9, and I believe that this defines the different spirit that Caleb had. This is after everybody's cursing God. They heard the bad report, and Caleb is just, I mean, Caleb, um, Joshua, Moses, they're just like, yo, these people are tripping out. And this is what Caleb said. He said, if the Lord delight in us, then he will bring us into this land and give it us. A land which floweth with milk and honey. Only rebel not ye against the Lord, neither fear ye the people of the of the land. For they are bred for us. Their defense is departed from them, and the Lord is with us. Fear them not. Fear them not. That's what he said. You know, and I feel like this is where it really relates to... Um, the last episode of like the the aggre- the afraid and the aggressor because the way I see it is the children of Israel they were the afraid and Caleb was the aggressor he was the one that said let's go we can overcome it we can do it and um, while everybody else was saying yo we gotta go back to Egypt and I think that in this verse that I just read it really shows you how Caleb didn't see it as it's us versus the giants. And I'm going to talk about it later. I don't even think he saw them as giants. Caleb didn't see it as us versus the giants. It wasn't us versus the giants. It was God versus the giants. It was God versus the challenge. And remember, that was a key factor that differentiated the afraid from the aggressor. Them being able to recognize that it wasn't about them. The battle was God's. It wasn't theirs. The battle was God's. He recognized that there was now no reason to be reason to be fearful. I'm not isn't I wouldn't even say that Caleb didn't even think about, you know, hey, it's people living there and they look really big. He probably did feel some type of fear. I mean, there's no trace of it in the Bible. But even if he did, he wasn't bound by anything. Now was he? Because he was ready to go. And I think it was very interesting how Caleb's reasoning for, you know, going forth was not, hey, we're stronger than them, so we don't have to fear. We're stronger than them, so we can just do it. Like, like, let's just go. No, what he said was, Lord is with us. Fear them not. There we go again. Him understanding that it's about God and his power, not our power and our might. God is with us, so fear them not. And I can't help but go back to Isaiah 43, verse 2. A verse that's so powerful to me. When thou passest through the waters, this is God talking to you. When when thou passest through the waters, I'll be with thee. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow thee. When thou walkest through the fire, thou shalt not be burned. Neither shall the flame kindle upon thee. That's the word of God to you. That when you walk through the fire, I'm going to be there. When you walk through the flood, I'm going to be there. When you walk through the waters, I'm going to be there. It will not overflow you. It will not scorch you. That God's going to be right there with you so I don't have to fear. I need us to understand that whether you're at a very low moment or whether you're at a very high moment right now. Maybe some of us fluctuate right back and forth. Low moments, high moments. God is there at every moment. The lowest moments and the highest moments. Especially the low moments because we feel like at that time, that's when God is so far away from us. But the Holy Spirit is the comforter. Let's not forget that. They don't call him the comforter for no reason. 
He's there to comfort you in your lows and your failures in those times when the fear and when the anxiety and when the doubt are trying to destroy you or trying to 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 choke the life out of you, choke the faith out of you. God is there, too. He's there to be with you. There was something very important that came out of Caleb's mouth. And this this part, this part right here is really what made me want to get behind this mic. When he said, they are like bread for us. They are bread for us. You know, a long time ago, my brother had told me something like that. He said, uh, the challenge is like, the challenge is bread for you. And like, I didn't understand that what he was saying back then had biblical context. I think it's funny because like, it reminds me of like when we were younger when like something would happen and we'd be like, I eat those, I eat those. I don't know if anybody knows what I'm talking about, but like, 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 let's say two people were like slap boxing and they're fighting or whatever. And like another person, be like, oh, I eat those like like you ate it. Like, wow. Like, you know, it didn't even phase you like you ate that. Like it just, you know, that is funny because like I think that has biblical context, as we can see, because Caleb ate those. <laughs> nah, but um, it's funny to me because he didn't see the giants as giants. He saw the giants as bread. And I feel like that's so interesting how, you know, one person saw an obstacle the other spies saw an obstacle and what they did is that they shrunk back. Many of you are in situations where maybe people around you, maybe you yourself are the person that looks at an obstacle and you shrink back and you're like, wow, you compare yourself, a grasshopper, a grasshopper to a giant. And it's like, there's no way that any type of good can happen from this combat. But I implore you to have a different spirit. And what's that different spirit is viewing the giants as bread giants is bread bread being something that could even edify you something that can help you something that could lift you up a platform to give god the glory because it's funny and i I really want you to understand this the biggest difference the outcome between caleb and everybody else was this different spirit and this different spirit is what got caleb in the promised land the different spirit how you perceive an obstacle how you look at it is it a giant or is it bread for you the challenges that you face in life are not just for you to die it's not for god to punish you it's not for god to make you hurt that's not why he's a loving god even the chastisement is done out of love the challenges that you face can be opportunities the challenges that you face can be bread for you when you know that you have god on your side when you know that you have god on your side you do not need to fear and you can see the giants as bread the challenges as bread you eat bread probably with every meal (laughs) and it fills you up doesn't it now this is not to say that everything could be easy but it's just like you recognize that when you have the almighty father on your side everything's easy to him everything is in a controlled environment when you have god on your side the challenge can only go so high the devil can only work so much the challenge is bred for you i need us to understand that when we recognize that god is a part of the equation everything changes like literally you'll be thinking that you're doing algebra but then when god enters the equation it turns to calculus (laughs) 
that's what our God is capable of. Um, I want you guys to be very careful. I want you guys to study this different spirit because it's very important. Like I said, the only thing that could be keeping you from God's promise right now could very well be the fact that you keep on complaining. And let me stop real quick because this is not me telling you, hey, stop complaining. Stop feeling bad about everything. No, like there's going to be time like, well, no, I'm not. I am saying stop complaining, but I'm not saying that there's never going to be times where you vent to like a confidant or like you tell somebody how you feel. I'm not saying don't tell anybody how you feel. I'm not saying those things, but recognize that there's a difference between you venting and saying how you feel because God wants to hear that. You know what I'm saying? God wants you to confide in him. But there's a difference between that and complaining and murmuring to the point where you're even cursing God, like the children of Israel said. They said, God, wouldn't it be better for you to just let us die in the wilderness or leave us in Egypt? Truly cursing the miracles of God, even though they saw these miracles. Don't be that person. When you when you find yourself cursing God because of what you're going through, you've gone too far. God could be wanting you in that time to trust him, to show others that you can still trust God in this time and that God's going to bring you out and it will be glory to his name. But you're busy complaining and murmuring and cursing God. There's no glory in that. There isn't. So make sure you have that different spirit. It's hard. Everything's easier said than done. The fear will come. The doubt will come. All those things will come. But I pray that you have that different spirit to where you acknowledge the power of God and you acknowledge his love for your life and you understand that he's going to be with you through the fire, through the flood, and through the water. And because he's with you, not because you're strong, not because you're win-loss record, not because you have everything together, not because you are who you are. No, because he's with you. The challenge that was once giants will now become bread. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much, God, for this word, Lord Jesus. And I pray, Lord, that it really hits home, Lord, for your children. I pray, Lord, that you help them to have that different spirit, oh God. I pray that when fear comes knocking, Lord Jesus, they do not let it open. They do not open the door to let it in, Father God, and they do not let it bound them, Lord Jesus, but they recognize that they can call out Abba Father and they can pray to you, Lord Jesus, and have faith in you, Lord Jesus. And when they are met with a challenge, oh God, it's not a time to shrink back, Lord Jesus. It's a time to inquire with you. It's a time to know that you are with them, Lord Jesus. It's a time to move forward, oh God, and give you all the glory, Lord Jesus. It's a time to have confidence and know that the giants are actually bred, Lord Jesus. That's what we're going to do. The next challenge that we face, God, we're going to rise to it. Lord Jesus It's going to be so much temptation for us to shrink back so much temptation for us to just try and find some pity from somebody, some sympathy from somebody and just want to complain and murmur and all that. Father God, sure, let us let us find people that we can confide in and share our feelings with and that can help us and pick us back up. Lord Jesus, But let us always understand that we will never complain to the point where we are cursing you, Lord Jesus complain to the point where we are losing all hope lord jesus help us have faith in you and acknowledge you in every way and every day and everything that we do in the mighty name of jesus christ i pray amen ladies and gentlemen go out in the week and i want you to acknowledge god at every point of the day everything that you do understand that he is right there he is with you and because of that you don't have to feel because of that i love you guys have a great week